What is up, friends? Welcome back to the Tobe Mayode Podcast. I'm Josh Denlinger. And I'm Rachel Heine. And today, we are talking about Christian bubbles. The bubble. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So we'll preface this by saying that, in case you missed it, Josh and I go to Liberty University. Go Flames, baby. Go Flames, baby. Which is... One of the largest Christian universities in the world. Mm. I think there's around 13,000 residential students. Yep. Um, so we know what a Christian bubble is like. <laughs> planted planted right in the heart of Lynch, Vegas. Lynchburg, Lynch, Vegas, baby. Central but, Virginia. But yeah, we kind of just wanted to talk about it briefly because we know that Liberty University isn't the only Christian bubble that is in the country and yeah. even in the world. There could be a Christian bubble in Christian high school, or even if you only surround yourself with Christians mm. and you kind of avoid the real world. So we think this is a relevant topic. Yeah, and sometimes churches can even become Christian bubbles if they only stick to themselves. That's true. So so here we go. Let's get into it. So Rachel, what are some benefits that you've seen come from Christian bubbles? Well, in my personal experience, I think... One of the biggest benefits that I've seen in my life is just being able to have really good Christian community, because hopefully that is one of the biggest draws to these bubbles that we create. Right. You know, um, being at a Christian college, there are so many opportunities for great community and fellowship, Mm -hmm. and I have made some really amazing friends and brothers and sisters in Christ that have really become a, a solid community where we push each other towards the Lord um, and just grow together. So I think that's definitely one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Um, another benefit maybe is um, being slightly protected from the temptations of the world. True. Um, not to say that it doesn't happen in the bubbles. Right. <laughs> that, just left less often. Yeah, less often. Sometimes more secretive maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're definitely not in the same pressures like – if we went to a like state school or something, mm. um, the temptations of like partying or hooking up or um, just being more in a worldly environment, those pressures aren't really there in the Christian bubble. Right. So I think that can be a benefit too. Mm-hmm. And kind of going off of that, since going to a Christian school looks so different than going to a secular school or a state school or something, then our school, I think, is noticeably different. Mm-hmm. And maybe people ask, like, oh, why are they so different, you know? Yeah. We look more like Christ than other schools, and that can be a good conversation piece. Mm-hmm. It can also be <laughs> not the best, and people have their own opinions about it. But that can be a benefit that God can use for sure, too. Yeah. It kind of makes you stand out a little bit from state schools. Yeah. What about you, Josh? What do you think are some benefits to the bubble? I think they're, for me, too, all of yours were great, and I think those are all incredible benefits. Uh, there's two more that I think, especially Liberty does well, is one – they offer a really good opportunity for people who are new believers to kind of take steps into their new faith. 
and grow maybe more quickly in this Christian bubble than if they were at a state school. Yeah. So Liberty does a really good job of like encouraging people to do like community groups and get involved with the local church and then bring in really good convo speakers that offer really good ideas and especially pastors, they challenge um, new believers really well and old, like more seasoned believers as well. Yeah. Fast growth. Right. That's what it, yeah. Cause I was a relatively new believer when I went to Liberty mm-hmm. and it really is a, you are surrounded by that influence all the time. It's a much faster growth probably. Yeah. And our campus pastor even mentioned like, it's like a greenhouse yeah. for growth which is incredible because you have all these different ideas coming from all over the country. And that's an opportunity that you won't have really anywhere else, to be honest. Um, The level of just talent and experience that Liberty brings in for speakers is just incredible. Um, So that's probably the first biggest benefit that I see. The second, second biggest benefit is it's super easy to find accountability. And for new believers and older believers alike, um, we all struggle with sin so there's always that need for accountability. And it's easier to find it here because you know all the people around you, for the most part, are chasing after the same goal and want to be with you through those things and have that heart to see growth in you just as much as you see and want to see growth in other people as well. True. Which is incredible because you can just be like, hey, can you keep me accountable to this thing? To pretty much anybody. Like you could know them for like two seconds and they're like, <laughs> oh yeah, sure, I'll keep you accountable for that. And you're like, sweet. Whereas at a state school, it's harder to find that level of accountability and comfortability. I think that's a word. <laughs> uh, because there aren't as many readily available brothers or sisters in Christ. Right. And at a state school, people can be more inclined to kind of put it on the back burner because it's now becoming unpopular at state schools. Yeah. So there are a lot of benefits to being in a Christian bubble oh, or going to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. But sticking with the theme of our podcast, getting a little <laughs> more controversial. Playing a little devil's advocate. We know that there are a lot of not so great things mm-hmm. about going to a Christian school or being in a Christian bubble. Um, and Josh, there have been times where you have not loved going to Liberty University. So can you speak a little bit into that? Um, why that happened or true. Yeah. It's, it's, there's some moments where I'm like, sometimes I wish I'd gone to a state school and it's, I don't believe that it's anything that Liberty tries to do. It's not purposeful, but especially my freshman year going into my sophomore year, I felt like it was so easy to just become complacent in my faith and not really challenge myself to become more like Christ. Mm. Um, And it sounds terrible saying that, but just being in a Christian bubble all the time um, makes it easy to just put yourself on cruise control and just be like, I'm at a Christian school, so there's no need to really do anything. And even some Sundays I'd find myself being like, I don't need to go to church because I go to Convo on Monday, Wednesday, (laughs) Friday, you know? Yeah. And there's no... Push, really. Right. There's no push. and too comfortable. Yeah, and it's not like Liberty can be like, I'm going to make you grow in your faith. Like, that's impossible. Yeah. That's just a result of the culture of just remaining in neutral and not 
trying to challenge myself. And that's one of the biggest reasons that I got involved with Young Life was because it forced me out of my comfort zone. It forced me out of the Christian bubble into the town of Lynchburg where not everybody's a Christian and having those harder conversations looks different than having harder conversations with people on Liberty's campus. Um, a lot of their beliefs differed than mine and that just challenged me more and made me think about what I believe more than just talking about talking to people about beliefs that everybody shared and everybody kind of just mushed together. If that makes sense. Like everybody's just like, Oh yeah, I believe that. And there's no, that's like the end of the conversation. You're like, all right, I guess we're the same person, you know, challenging you. Right. Exactly. Persecuting you (laughs) or yeah, I think complacency is probably like top tier complaints about Christian bubbles. Mm. Um, because no one's pushing you back. Nobody's questioning why do you believe what you believe. Um, and even when I was at home before I came to Liberty, I was one of the only Christians that I knew. I was the only one in my family. Most of my friends from high school didn't know the Lord. And that definitely pushed me. It meant more to me because... I had this hope that nobody around me seemed to have Mm -hmm. and it pushed me to want to share with them and it pushed me um, to want to grow even more because really all you have is you and the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have all these other options um, to get filled up from. So I understand that from Liberty for sure because once I got there, it was comfortable. I didn't have to work for it anymore. Mm. It was just spoon fed to me. And then going home is sometimes even harder because I'm used to being spoon-fed. And then I go home to the harsh reality that, oh, yeah, the rest of the world isn't really chasing after Jesus the way that I am. Right. And it's like liberty isn't an accurate representation of the real world once you get into your job, into your career. Even going on to graduate school, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. And I just can't help but think about all throughout Paul's letters when he talks about all this persecution that he's gone through and Paul is one of the most faithful men in the in the scripture you know it's like Paul's faith grew through trials and temptations and that kind of stuff he became the like the pioneer of the Christian church he wrote what over half of the New Testament yeah and it's just like if I expect to be able to trust the Lord in everything it's got to be more than just cruise control because you can't cruise control in the in the real world and we never grow where we're comfortable and i think sometimes in our christian world today we are weirdly striving for comfort we just like Mm -hmm. being comfortable but really comfort is never a promise of god it never has Mm -hmm. been never will be god likes to grow us likes to make us uncomfortable And I would much rather be uncomfortable um, and growing with the Lord than being comfortable and complacent. And in in Matthew 5, it says, Blessed are the persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And Mm. I can guarantee you that if you get out of the Christian bubble, that you will be persecuted. There are going to be people pushing back. There are going to be people that don't like you because you are following the Lord. Um, and Paul guarantees that too, (laughs) that you will be persecuted, but you will be blessed. Um, because that is where 
you find real intimacy with the Lord when the Lord is all of you have and the Lord is all of your comfort. Ooh, baby. Sorry. Come on, Rachel. <laughs> went, on <Woo>! that, <laughs> went on that little spiel. But uh, I'm telling you guys, I've been there. Mm-hmm. And I've been in both the Christian bubble of complacency and the hardships that come with persecution. Mm. And I would pick the persecution each time because that is where closeness with the Lord comes from. Yeah, especially down the road when you're looking back on those moments, you're like, dang, I really saw the Lord work through that moment. Whereas there are some moments where I'm going to look back and be like, I was just stagnant that whole time. And the Lord tried to do things, but I was just too comfortable. There was nothing pushing me. Right. Yeah. And I think another negative consequence that can come from Christian bubbles is that people can almost put up like a fake Christian facade almost and believe that they're living a Christ-centered life when in reality they're kind of just cleaning up themselves to make themselves look better for Christ. Um, Or for the world. Right. For everyone looking at them. Yeah, exactly. And kind of like changing their morals so they look like a good person. Um, And there are some of those people that truly believe that they're saved and it's heartbreaking because then there needs to be a moment that comes and usually it's, I mean, 90% of the time it's from the Lord that's like this moment of realization of I truly wasn't surrendering myself to Christ and surrendering my life to Christ. Yeah. And honestly, that's what happened to me like last semester, honestly. I kind of finally came to this realization. I was sitting in campus community at Liberty, actually. And I was sitting there and I was like, there wasn't really a moment that I believe that I completely surrendered up myself to the Lord to be consistently following Christ and choosing to abide in him in a way that reflects Christ's character. But rather, I was kind of just trying to imitate other Christians and kind of just imitate what I'd learned through church and through growing, the bubble through the bubble exactly growing up in church growing up in Sunday school and going to liberty yeah and never really being on the outside of the Christian bubble to be like all right this is not what Christian living looks like in my own life and it's not following this set of rules just to make myself look better mm-hmm. I never really surrendered that to the Lord and then there was a moment where I just broke down and was like <sighs> My life is still full of self-righteousness and pride and it's not something that is honoring to the Lord. And it's like, then what have I been doing this whole time? You know? And I don't think it was a salvation issue because I'd given my life to Christ back in middle school. And like, I genuinely did want the full life that's offered by Christ, but I wasn't living in a manner that reflected that. Dang. So like that facade is just, yeah, it's tough. Thanks for sharing, dude. that's real stuff though i mean i could think of so many people i know at the christian school that we go to that just walk through the motions you know Mm -hmm. or they know things about god they know everything you need to know about god you know they grew up in the church they grew up in a christian home they went to liberty they went to a christian high school maybe Mm -hmm. and you know all the stories you know the bible and you know about god but you don't really know God. Yeah. And that's not really part of my story because I wasn't raised that way. Mm. But 
that is definitely something that comes from Christian bubbles. Yeah. I mean, if it happened to you, I'm sure it happens to probably half of the kids, if not more, yeah. that go to our school. And when you're not being pushed at Liberty, it's really easy to keep up the facade. Right. And that's why you see nights where people who come and just are real. They're like honest and they're straightforward. You see people come forward and be like, I never truly gave my life to Christ, which is so cool to see that happening. Yeah. Lord can still work. He Absolutely. can still bring revival to a place like Liberty where you wouldn't think revival needs to happen, <laughs> but yeah. it does. And honestly, Liberty could be, and like Christian bubbles could be some of the hardest places for revivals to happen because yeah. it's the least likely place where people kind of discover that they need that Yeah. because they think they're fine. They're like, oh yeah, I got Christianity in the bag, you know, whereas mm -hmm. non-Christian schools are like, there's a stark difference between what it looks like to be a Christian and what it looks like to be non-Christian. That's true. That's so true. But you can't even tell the difference here. Right. Like, who knows what your actual personal time with the Lord looks like as long as you do all the right Christian things. Yeah. Talk the talk. Talk the talk, but you don't walk the walk. <laughs> <laughs> or even you kind of do walk the walk, but the Lord knows your heart, mm. you know? And it makes me think a lot about how much Jesus hated religious people. Mm. Like we just, he he always knew the heart of the people that he interacted with. Yeah. And the Pharisees and the people that just had all of these fronts, but like wicked hearts or just hearts that didn't really know the Lord. He despised the religious acts that they put up as fronts. Mm. And if we're not careful, we become slaves to these religious acts of putting up this Christian front to be accepted in the Christian bubble instead of slaves to Jesus and his yeah. righteousness. Mm. And I've seen that happen a lot at Liberty. And kind of earlier how I mentioned about people within the Christian bubble that makes it harder for them to recognize that they're not truly saved or they're just people that know about God but don't really know God in an intimate way yeah um, that's definitely one side effect but then also people outside of the Christian bubble who don't know Christ it kind of the Christian bubble kind of st almost stifles that because the people within the Christian bubble are comfortable in there and they just choose to remain in there because there's nothing really pushing them out almost you know what I mean yeah I know exactly what you mean it's evangelism takes a beating sometimes when there are big Christian bubbles. Mm -hmm. um, like we go to a school that is in a city with tons of poverty and broken and hurting people. Um, but I think our s classmates are so comfortable being at Liberty that they don't really go into the community very often. Um, and then we're just not reaching the hearts of lost people outside of the bubbles. Mm -hmm. Um, and Liberty, you know, has, I think their statement is training champions for Christ, right? Hey, hey. <laughs> Which is awesome. I mm. mean, training people up while they're at Liberty to go out into the world and be lights in their fields and careers. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't be reaching people while we're in this training ground, yeah. you know, mm. that we can't be going into Lynchburg and building relationships with the people in the community and sharing the gospel with them 
because that's way more uncomfortable than just hanging out with your saved Christian friends on yeah. campus. Um, but how much more life-giving it is. I mean, we experienced that in Young Life, right? Mm-hmm. How Do you think Young Life has changed your um, what you would have gotten out of going to Liberty in the Christian bubble? Yeah, absolutely. And going kind of going off what you said before I get to the Young Life part is it's so hard to start a new rhythm. I'm going to use the fancy rhythm term. I heard that at <laughs> church the other day, and I thought it was really good because – it's harder to start a rhythm once you get out of college than when you're in college because you have so much more that you have to worry about and so much more responsibility that if you don't start the rhythm of being consistently out in the real world, um, sharing your faith, evangelizing, or honestly, even just building good relationships with non-believers, like how much harder it's going to be to start that once you graduate. Yeah, like, you only get busier. There are only more excuses. Right, exactly. And that's a lie that I told myself all the time. It's like, oh, I'll just do it once I graduate because I'm at a Christian school now and I'm getting my Jesus fill on campus. And then when I decided to lead Young Life, my original intent wasn't to go out and reach unsaved people. It was just like something to do and like, it's a community that that I joined and I never had that intent of being like, all right, this is going to push me out into the world around me and challenge my faith. And that's ultimately what it ended up being. And I thank the Lord for that because without that, I feel like I'm wouldn't have been as confident and rooted in my faith as I am now. Yeah. Because we have this incredible blessing of hanging out with these lost broken high schoolers mm-hmm. who were us when we were in high yeah, school absolutely. or and we can share how we are broken too but how we have found full life mm-hmm. you know and that's something that a lot of my friends at liberty don't have the privilege of doing mm-hmm. because you're just stuck in the bubble right and if you don't push out of it you don't get to see Somebody go from death to life, right? Which is one of the most exciting experiences, (laughs) you know? Insane. And also, what we're all called to do, Mm -hmm. you know? So sometimes Christian bubbles can bring about that um, hub of, oh, I'm going to stay here away from the real world happening around me, away from those people that need Jesus and aren't hearing about it. Yeah. One thing I do believe that Christian bubbles are really good at is they support the people that do go out into the ministry field. Yeah. So people like even overseas missionaries, they're just traveling across the country or across the world to go do ministry in places that aren't Christian bubbles. Mm-hmm. And the essence of the church that provides resources and prayer for that is just incredible. And Liberty does that with all kinds of different missionary teams and LU send out teams, which is just, it's one of the coolest things that I think Liberty does. Yeah. Liberty definitely takes initiatives to try and push people out too. Yeah. Um, I think they realize that that is a um, danger of the Christian mm. university. So they have things like LU send now yeah. or um, LU serve and different days where people um, have the opportunity to go out. But not everyone takes it up. Right, right, right. And 
I mean, not everybody's going to, but at least those opportunities are there. That's true. So, anyway, transitioning from very serious topic, <laughs> let's talk about some things. a little things. heavy there for a <laughs> I know. second. I was feeling the weight right there. Um, what, are some, what are some funny things or quirky things that come about either Christian schools or um, Christian bubbles? Hmm, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is the whole ring by spring. <laughs> I think everyone out of Christian schools, they're, just, they're there to find their husband, their wife, and they're like, I'm getting engaged before I'm graduating, man. Get that MRS degree. <laughs> hey! hey. <laughs> yeah, um, what's another one, Josh? Um, one thing that I did notice, and this is going to sound so dumb, but I think sometimes I take take for granted how many people hold doors for me. Like <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, that guy's holding the door for me. But then I'll go to a state school and it just won't be there, and I'll be like, how rude. Yeah, how rude of them. But then I think, and and it's just it's something that I take for granted, and it's like I mean, it's general kindness as well, which is incredible. Yeah, but, I, mean, I mean that's just once like a really small thing that. The door will always be held for you if Absolutely. you visit Liberty University. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe not other places. <laughs> or how about all of the uh, replacement curse words that happen <laughs> in a Christian What bubble? the freak? What the freak? Um, the gosh darn it. Um, oh, goodness. Shoot. <laughs> I all don't the, know. All the goodies. <laughs> but um, yeah, even sometimes there's this separate breed of like christian bubble people which yeah. is hilarious all the subgroups within yeah. the christian bubble <laughs> you got like the outdoorsy person who's always carrying around the eno we're in the chacos where the chacos or crocs or something uh, then you got like the worship leader who's got his tight jeans tight ripped jeans jean jacket the beanie the beanie um the fake glasses yeah. <laughs> those like clear big glasses yep. the mm-hmm. real trendy ones yep or you got the people who lead their own worship and they just walk around campus singing all the time. Yeah. And it's like, uh, <laughs> great you got worship. The, the awkward homeschoolers. Oh. <laughs> but lots of people. Absolutely. It's a great place. It's a it's, funny place. It's a good place to people watch. That is so true. It is. Just sitting outside the library. But anyway, that was an incredibly incredibly diverse episode yeah we talked about a lot of things there's a lot of different things in there i think all in all we do like our little bubble absolutely we we enjoy liberty university we've been blessed there absolutely me and josh have made some amazing friends there Mm. um the professors really care about you absolutely and i have learned so much about god and his word Mm -hmm. and the lord can grow you wherever you are yeah it's an absolute it's an outstanding job that the professors do to integrate scripture with the content they're teaching. And I've just been blown. That's the biggest thing that's blown me away, which that's has been true. awesome. And the leadership is even like the campus pastor, David Nasser and them, they do a really good job of offering opportunities to grow. Yeah. So we're thankful. Very thankful. But uh, tune in next week. We're not sure what we're talking about yet, but it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Thanks for listening. See ya.